Guttentag unicorns. Dragons. And Polly. Oh, oh my. my. So welcome back, Menagerie. Um, we had a little bit of listener feedback, so I wanted to get to that right away. Let's get it started. By the way, Captain, you have a sparkle on your face. Mm, that's how I roll. Have you been hanging out with some strippers lately? Mm-hmm. Sunday strippers. Um, happy 420, people. We are in an area where it is illegal. It, I'm not, not illegal. It is legal. <laughs> and we may have indulged a little bit before the podcast. So um, enjoy. Speak for yourself. <laughs> so one of the questions that somebody sent in was, where do you live? Um, and actually I wanted to, we're going to cover this a little bit as well in a, in a later episode, but we live in Northeast. We're close to Philadelphia area. Um, so it was, I mean, it's just a quick little question. And then I want to talk about like location and the poly lifestyle, because that is pretty, it's a, it's a good topic to talk back because not everyone lives in an area where it's easy to find someone who's kind of into this. Uh, another thing I wanted to address too, as well, is that you sometimes we've actually had I think two or three interviews or people come on the podcast and they use the term vanilla, like you're having vanilla sex. Um, we don't mean to like offend people that aren't having I crazy love sex. Vanilla. <laughs> I, a little I shout out to um, a listener, a friend of mine, who has referred to himself as Vanilla Keith. He said, because I I talked to him about, you know, our things that we talk about here. And he's like, this is so beyond my comprehension. Right. And he was like, if you ever want a vanilla person to come on, we can be like, and here we have vanilla Keith. And then throw some absolutely insane concept at him. Yeah, yeah. I can think uh, like vanilla Keith, if you want to come on, more than likely, (laughs) we're going to ask you, have you ever, your answer might be no. Or you just like ask us questions. How do you feel about pegging? Yes, yes. Something along those lines. I think it's also important to note that we're a podcast talking about the underrepresented you know, kind of, I don't want to say underground because that's so cheesy, mm-hmm. but this side of the sexual world that doesn't usually have a light shown up on Yeah, it. yeah. So just because we talk a lot about non-vanilla sex doesn't mean that vanilla sex can't be as exciting or wonderful yeah, or that's as some enjoyable. great great vanilla sex there's a I bunch mean, of different flavors of yes, ice cream and vanilla and you can have, french vanilla you can have vanilla <laughs> with sprinkles on top yeah you don't yeah. need to make a full sunday exactly you know? nothing wrong with vanilla sex no there's nothing wrong with that but again we don't want to like offend anybody by saying that the next part of this episode is that we're going to get into an interview, but I realize that some of the episodes that we're, um, we're putting out there and some of the interviews, they can be a little bit long, um, especially if we're talking to somebody who is very interesting in terms of like some of the content they have to bring to our podcast. So the next um, interview that we have, it is we had a lot of content. So what we're going to do is we're gonna actually going to break it into three episodes and then also be able to cover some of the content that we've been lacking with the interviews, meaning like news. Like and, side content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't make it like just the interview's entire episode. So for this episode, um, you know, you're going to hear a little bit of this, um, this interview as well as some other content. So you guys ready to dive right in? Yeah, it's uh, really interesting. Like Captain was saying, there's a lot going on. Um, This is a friend of ours that uh, you'll hear all about her adventures in the lifestyle. Yeah, it's very interesting. We're so excited to have her on. So uh, let's jump in. Let's get deep. 
Oh, real quick before we get started, I just want to let everyone know that uh, the computer crashed after the interview. And uh, Captain, what happened? So yeah, there was there was some technical difficulties in terms of it was actually the the website had some issues. I had to use a backup recording. You'll see that like. I think Chelsea's her her audio is just a little wonky. You know, there's we had to edit some stuff. It, also, it's like the the volume was a little loud. But either way, it's just it's, bear with us. Yes, we know it's a little weird, but, but... it's not terrible. I'm just no. if you hear wonkiness, that's why. Wonky. So this guest, I'm very excited to have on. We have actually been friends with her for quite some time. Yeah, before any of us were in the lifestyle. Way before. We're and in the by lifestyle. we, we mean. Captain and TT. Yes, yes. But we, when we started this podcast, we actually, she was one of the first ones we were excited to have on. And here she is. So welcome, Chelsea. Welcome, Chelsea. Hi. So happy to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. So one of the first questions we really uh, ask people is kind of like, what do you identify as? Um, I identify, I guess, uh, as someone who doesn't like labels, nice. to be honest Ooh, with you. I love, love that. it. I love it. I really, I, I think they're helpful for, for context and for like shared understanding type of stuff. But I really, I'm, I am such a, I think everyone's a serious, unique individual when it comes down to it. We don't, we don't really like to think that way, but everyone is. And I am one of those people. I have a unique story that got me to my unique lifestyle that I live in now. I think for ease of, purpose you could probably call me polly and a slut nice. Um, <laughs> nice. but an ethical one an ethical slut that's great so i absolutely love the point you make about being able to use labels as a way to maybe find how you self-identify or to communicate that with the public but still staying true to your own personal journey unlabeledness un- yes <laughs> yeah I mean, I feel like journey is the point. Yeah. So going into that, you know, you say kind of like the um, uh, different lifestyle. Like, can you kind of walk us through what you mean by that? Yeah. Well, I guess let's back up a smidge. Go Um, for it. so So I have a... I guess you could say that my professional life is also involved in in the lifestyle in a greater way. I'm a sex worker. I'm a stripper. I also work in mutual aid in helping creating communities in Philly uh, that include, you know, alternative lifestyles of all varieties. So um, I wasn't always in this lifestyle full time. I had a um, basically a, a straight path that I was heading down for most of my life and then lost that train. (laughs) I was uh, headed to be a doctor and then failed my boards and ended up very confused and then very relieved that I uh, had the opportunity to take the time and find myself and and end up kind of pursuing my passion too. But prior to this, I was a closet slut and a uh, kind of a recreational lover. Nice. (laughs) I love that term. So that's great. So in terms of like getting into the lifestyle, like how do you think that you jumped into it? So I'll be honest with you, I was, I, I feel like I was thrust into it, uh, no pun intended. Um, I I actually, from a, like, a, I, I lost my virginity at a young age in a way that wasn't my choice. And, um, like, from that point on, I, I had kind of a wider latitude to experiment with my sexuality. Um, it took me 
a lifetime. I'm 35. It took me until I was like 30, maybe, to really understand that that was not a fault of character or a result of my trauma necessarily, that it was uh, actually a fundamental part of me, that it was just sort of tragic, that was stunted by that particular trauma. Um, So I think like, you know, in my maybe late 20s, early 30s, I started to get in touch with my sexuality in a positive way. Um, and that included just being really open. I, I, I'm, I'm a nerd of all varieties, but sex was no different. So when, when it came to investigating my own sexuality, I just went balls to the wall and, and I, podcasts were great. Yeah. Podcasts were incredibly <laughs> yeah. helpful for that for me. And, um, and I was listening to them at a time where I was feeling very lonely anyway. So it was just, you know, it, I just absorbed a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I got an opportunity to kind of go out and practice it and integrating, I guess, the like desires that I had that were innate into a practicing relationship style that I could be happy and proud of and not feel like I have to justify. That's kind of my latest iteration of this. Yeah, I mean, we love sex nerds. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love sex. I love nerds. I love sex. Nerds. Yeah, sex nerds. Sex. With all, sex nerds. I feel like a lot of my comments are like um, uh, loaded with pre knowledge of conversations that we've had. But uh, one of the things that I just really love talking to you about earlier in one of our conversations was when we were both talking about discovering that that you didn't have to really be ashamed of how we felt, you know, like the stereotypical, um, you're you know, greedy. Yeah. Monogamy yeah, is, is people. how life is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is what it's <clears throat> quote unquote supposed to be. And you live in those boundaries and guidelines. And when you, when you kind of realize that that's not what, makes you happy it's scary at first and and we both kind of had that conversation about how when we kind of just let go of that those expectations of those boundaries it's so freeing to just be like you know what fuck everyone else this makes me happy this makes me feel good why do i have to hide it and and conform you know totally and and i feel like what that liberation does is it frees our mind from a ton of processes that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to kind of be a more present and better human all around. And Absolutely. In, my, in my life, even the things that now they're controversial, they, they sometimes require a conversation for people to get, like a lot of people throw up, they're like, what? <laughs> um, but, but, but you can't argue with results. You know, you can't argue with the good energy that comes out of me because I'm not spending so much time trying to be something that I'm totally not. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, just to jump in there too. So you talk about like the controversial topics or just your lifestyle. So like what is controversial? Like in terms of you sure. Yeah. Just dive yeah. in because again, this mm-hmm. is a, a, a platform for people to, to, to talk openly, to not feel, you know, judge. So like, just, just walk us Get specific. That. Get down and dirty with it. <laughs> My pleasure. So, I mean, for as long as I can remember, I have been a person that has looked at, or not looked at, but just naturally been oriented towards sex in a way that was more than just the old in out in out kind of thing. I found it to be, yeah, like it's it's something that I think deepens relationships, friendships, like. That's what I would experience, but all this 
outside stuff made that feel very controversial to me. Um, you know, it took me my whole life to, to finally be like, oh, no, it's okay to be a slut. And then to it let took go me of until... the shame that's imposed right. by other people. Right. And, 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 and also what comes with that too, for me was, was a more respect of my body, my boundaries, my decision-making surrounding it, because I wasn't like, you know, I like the, the stuff that I, that I kind of just let happen before I felt that agency over my own sexuality is it's, it's tragic. I mean, and, and my experience I know is not a unique one. This is, you know, a lot of people in, in the world we live in, this is what happens when you force sexuality into shadow world situation. It's not natural. It's just not. Um, so, you know, I was the kind of, I would have threesomes, fivesomes. I would, um, I was actually in a, in a very long-term monogamous relationship um, with, but with like, it was monogamish, right? It was, it was right, right. a lot of communication. We would invite people in. Um, you, there was like flirting with other people in front of other, it was sexy and fun, and, and but we, but it was agreed upon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even like, think of that as anything but strictly monogamous maybe like oh we're bad people you know or like we yeah, yeah. you know like we're like we're, we're sex perverts you know what i mean like yeah. but but we'll deal with it we will deal with it in a way yeah. as opposed to like oh my god we're doing this thing that's helping our relationship yeah. actually like it's, it's allowing us to be monogamous and, and be fully present and not be worried and removed and thinking about what mm. other things might be it's like we could talk like i think you know tt and i have been friends since uh second grade right Uh so um you know the relationship that we've always had I think has been kind of naturally fun and and flirtatious and grabby and lovey and you know what I mean yeah Um, so that that kind of thing her ass uh she's Cuban so Uh, the Cuban ass it's in the butt (laughs) it's all in the butt um but yeah yeah I mean like it's it took me I'll tell you what the the most interesting part of this journey has been Oh, that's my dog. Um, the most interesting part of this journey has been in the past. I honestly, when so when COVID happened, I had kind of a mental moments of mental clarity. Um, and because nobody was doing anything, I'm sure a lot of people experienced this. Everyone was reaching out. Uh, I've slept with a lot of people. Nice. <laughs> and I, and it just so happens that right at the beginning of COVID. I was really feeling myself. I was dancing. I was new to to that career. Um, and I modeled a pretty provocative shoot that I styled and I was really psyched on that. And I didn't, I didn't really do social media. So I didn't really know how algorithms worked or how Instagram worked. And I was like, I'm going to post all these photos to put, to submit them for a online contest just for fun. Right. And I, and I tagged the company in that, but I put up like 15 photos. So Literally everyone I knew from my entire life got their entire feed blown up with topless photos. Oh of yeah, me we and, saw and your thong. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. everybody like, totally thought gorgeous. Yeah, you look great. And I and you know you what? And 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 when I realized what had happened at first, what, like my brothers were actually like, "Yo, you do know how Instagram works, right, bro?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, what?" They're like, "This is super awkward," but like, but like we don't need that. And I'm like. I had no idea. I I had like uh I had like friends of mine that were like knew you like didn't know you directly, but like I've met you before. They're like, yo, did you see those fucking pictures of Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, think, I think you sent some to me like before you posted it, and you were like, look at this sexy shoot, and, I, and you sent some to me, and I was like, hey guys, you want to see? Ch-? I was like. 
first of all, I was like, can I show my people? Obviously. Yeah. Before you posted a lot of social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah you're like, like, can I show oh, you the yeah, pictures absolutely. that you put on so Instagram like, that everybody, uh, everybody could see? Hey, Captain and Bubbles, <laughs> you want to see some naked pictures of Chelsea? And they were like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And so, then, yeah. And then so, you showed the world, and I was like, oh, I guess I didn't have to ask to show my people. Yeah. Um, so, so obviously that got people talking and I started hearing from a lot of people that I had had sex with. And what I realized was like a lot of these people, if you took time out of the equation, I actually had relationships with, and I had loving relationships at that. You know, I had people that, that when we picked the phone back up, it was like nothing had changed. And And what I did in those moments was I did this thing that felt very radical at the time. And I was like, I am not going to force myself to look at this as just sex. I'm I'm not I'm going to really try to see if there's love here. And if there is, I'm not going to hold back because I'm afraid of being too weird or forward or making it romantic. Like, you know, I I was just I had never really done that before except in the relation traditional relationships that moved in that direction. Anybody that I had a sexual relationship with, I kind of looked at as like a person I hook up with. And and what I found was so many people you know, I would, some of them I told, I love, I love you. I, I love you. And I'm so glad that I've gotten to know you in my life. And I'm, you know, if I've never told you that I, I, I felt it the, this whole time, I didn't know how to say it. And unanimously, what I got back was people that were like, I never thought that you would have ever considered me that way. I not, mm. not what I feared, which was like, don't get close to me. It was like, I've loved you from afar this entire time. And it's so meaningful to know that I also mean something to you. That's such a brave, radical acceptance of yourself and such a bold honesty that I think is such a big part of forming these strong relationships, especially in this community. And I think it's very inspiring. And I'm sure a lot of people will be really happy to hear about it. (laughs) I know it makes me like I'm smiling and like, Getting all like warm and fuzzy about it. Yeah, I like that's like my whole lifestyle, making people warm and fuzzy. (laughs) Love it. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is your uh, lack of anonymity. You know, um, Mm. you've been. I I know you just said the accidental Instagram slip up, but um, is was it accidental? Yeah, was it accidental? Like I, I thought you were like, hey, I'm gonna fucking do this. I'm gonna be me. Me too. I totally thought that. So the accidental aspect of that was the the way it rolled out. I was kind of like at a point where I had been, um, I mean, you have to understand a lot of the people from where we grew up and, and a lot of the people that I knew from college, medical school, I, I was a, I was a, I was a wild and crazy med student, but I was a med student, you know, like yeah. there's. I really, I did not mean for it to be a wide open reveal. And the other thing is because of the, I I didn't actually use social media at all. I had an Instagram account that I never used. So because I posted for the first time in years and 15 photos at once, it sends out every single person. It was like, and so that's what I was an accident. And, but, but it was an accident that I spent all of maybe like three or four minutes going, Oh no. Oh no. And then like, meh. Well, I think, I think what, at least from my perspective, the main issue that would come from that is 
maybe taking away the opportunity for you to have some conversations about it with people first. Absolutely. And, and, that, and so that, and, and that you're absolutely right. And that was what I centered on actually was like, so I got those texts from my brother and, the, and literally like, I, they were like, no, it's fine. We just would have liked a heads up. Right. And, and so I, I like for three minutes was like, oh my God, I'm thinking of all the people like, ah, oh, my, my, my first boyfriend's mom, God, like, you know, like a pe- just people, use my aunt, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I went through that and then I was like, well, wait a second. My brothers told me, they gave me feedback. They didn't say, how dare you, that you embarrassed us or, or we were mortified. They said, yeah, they literally said, we're so glad you're feeling yourself, <laughs> but if you're going to break the internet with your naked body, can you give us a heads up next time? And I was like, you know, like if, if that is, that is the only message I didn't take away. And so what I also, this was one of the weirdest things I've ever done, but it was, this was another one of those radically accepting things. I, I called my dad because I was, you know, he's, I was like, who else do I care about not finding out that way? Um, and my dad's not on the internet, but he, everyone else is. And, and people would definitely go to him and say, yo, Bob, what's up with your daughter? You'll only stay quiet for so long. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I basically just like, I called my dad and said, Hey, I did a modeling shoot. Uh, I I put the pictures up on the internet. I didn't really realize that it was going to like be visible to everybody. But if you hear anything, I just didn't want you to be freaked out. And he was like, Oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and and then and you know and since then it's happened like every once in a while we'll go out to dinner and I'll be like hey Chels like you still putting those pictures on the internet because <laughs> 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 my buddies you know <laughs> alright so we will get to the rest of that interview in the next couple weeks I think it's time for LGBTQI plus news presented to you by Bubbles all right, what do you got for us this week for the uh, Alphabet Mafia? So this week, we found out that Manhattan will no longer prosecute sex workers, which is incredibly, incredibly exciting, especially for the trans community. So Manhattan will no longer be targeting this marginalized group of people. They are dismissing about 6,000 currently open cases. Wow. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about why this is super important for the trans community. So a study in 2015 done by the National Center for Transgender Equality highlights how societal discrimination and marginalization disproportionately denies trans people secure and non-discriminatory employment, housing, treatment in the legal system, it can drive people outside of the normal, acceptable, socially acceptable, quote unquote, channels of employment, which can um, can drive people towards sex work. And they surveyed around 6,400 trans adults and about 11% of the participants who were surveyed were participants in sex work or had participated in sex work in the past and an additional two about two percent reported having traded sex for housing or rent Hmm. so no longer prosecuting sex work is great news for people who are already facing barriers due to these previous charges and 
they are going from incarceration to voluntary support and services being offered, which is such a huge step towards boosting the community yeah, instead yeah. of perpetuating this cycle of discrimination. And obviously, there's still such a long way to go, but this is a necessary step towards the protection of sex workers and the normalization of the legitimate profession. And this is along with Baltimore, Philadelphia, <clears throat> San Francisco, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx. Wow. Who have moved to no longer prosecute sex workers. I mean, wow. it's, it, it doesn't Great make sense. with this article yes. on our I thought it was uh, very appropriate. Yeah. Yes. Good job, Bubbles. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, you know, it, it's silly for me to be like, you can sell some goods, but you can't sell sex. And like, there's... Yeah, you know, Agreed. there's like there's there's states that legalize it. And it's like, why isn't why isn't it legal? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me that it's like illegal. Legalization can bring about protections for those who are involved yeah. and the criminalization just further pushes the industry to the outskirts and it does bad things for everyone. And yeah, the, the yeah. criminal aspect of it is when it's like forced upon someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, just I, no, to no, no, clarify, no, no. Yes. they yes. are still persecuting sex crimes, yes. like sex trafficking. Yeah, that stuff's terrible, obviously. That's yes. garbage. Yeah. Absolutely. Sensual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sex, a sex worker who is like, I an adult, am, an for adult. example, yeah. our interviewee, you know, wants to do it, is interested in doing that business. Have at it. Do it. Do what makes you happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so agree. I so and agree. And for more information and resources on this, you can go to the National Center for Transgender Equality at transequality.org. Have our question of the week. Ooh, question of the week. Question of the week. You guys ready to hear it? Yes. All right, Voodoo Riders back with another question for us. I'm back, babies. Okay, it is time for Ask Polly, the segment where you guys send in your questions and we answer them. Today we have a great question and a little bit of a story time from a unicorn listener who is in a bit of a difficult spot and wants to hear our perspectives and our advice. She writes, I'm talking to two couples and trying to decide who I'm going to date long term. One couple is really, really nice, but it's difficult to see them. They always seem to be busy and have things come up when we have plans. I don't have a very flexible schedule, so this is really wearing on our ability to see each other. I like them a lot, but think that maybe we aren't compatible because of that. The other couple seems more casual and less serious, which is not really what I was looking for, but I like them a lot and I'm willing to keep things casual for the time being. They are also first-timers and don't seem to have things completely worked out. The woman got very hurt, for example, because the man and I kissed in public and I didn't know that that was the wrong thing to do. Who would you pick and why? I want any and all advice. I got an answer for this one. Me too. I pick neither. Yeah, it's door number three. (laughs) It's door number three. It is. You've got you've got a couple that you're not going to be able, you're you're going to want to see them and you can't they don't have a, the schedule is going to be able to work scheduling is always difficult. it's a huge huge and if issue not putting in the extra effort to also accommodate your schedule then yeah yeah unfortunately that's they're tough. probably not going to 
one, yes. one of the, one of the ongoing jokes the new relationship energy is worn off yeah and one mm-hmm. of the ongoing jokes that i love is that the uh the poly flag should be like the symbol of the google calendar because you're trying <laughs> to always schedule between everyone so yeah so you have good. that and the other one sounds it, it sounds like a bunch of red flags it, yeah it sounds yeah. like they're not ready and it sounds like what you're looking for by you i mean the listener that wrote in yep. uh is not what they want yep. and, and and you're just on different pages in terms of what you want out of the relationship and unless they they and listen listener unless you live in like alaska and you can't really find other couples you, there's plenty of couples out there that would be interested so yeah it's just that both of them don't sound good i say yeah well, to with three. not be compatible yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, okay. Yes. There's plenty of times where we went on first dates that didn't evolve from there. There just wasn't any chemistry, and and it, it, it like it was to a point where it's like, and that's the thing too. It's like even unicorns. Obviously, you're gonna go on dates with couples, and you're gonna be like, I'm not compatible, or I didn't click. Oh, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I would say this listener is probably new to the lifestyle because they think, oh my god, I found two to this right. couple, and now I have two, and like I I I don't I probably won't find another one. You'll you're gonna find seem one. that way. Yeah. And look, like you're gonna really people like people who are willing to travel to you. Yes. Yeah. From extremely out of state, true. Even. I mean, yeah. obviously that's doesn't sound like what you're looking for in right. the situation, but just yeah. to make an exaggeration. Shop around. I, I door number three. I've said it before. Don't compromise what you want. You know, it, that's really important. You need, you, it sounds really good like advice. She, she knows what she wants and it sounds like both of these options, she would be compromising a part of what she's looking for, for the, the relationship and, and down the road, it might work out in the beginning. It might, you know, and, you're having fun, but down the road, that compromise that you made is going to start to wear on you. And it, it, mm-hmm. won't, it won't, you have to, you have to just do what's true for what you're looking for. Yeah. Incredibly true. Yeah. I think that writer, you are a little caught up in the excitement of having two couples that are super interested in you that you are seeing right now, but know that you've got options, girl. Mm-hmm. Like you got, it. listen, yeah, I looked you at your profile. I saw your pictures. <laughs> oh, did you? And let me tell you, you are a hot piece of ass. Okay, oh, honey. God. Yeah. Exactly. You do not need. We might have couples calling in say, or uh, right. messaging us saying, <laughs> yeah. we, we could be her. <laughs> Trust me, you do not need. <laughs> yeah, I know. A new matchmaking service from Voodoo Rider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But exactly. seriously, girl, like you do not need to compromise anything that you want. If you just really want company right now and you want to be like hooking up with people, maybe the more casual person, but you say in this message that you do not want something casual, that you're really looking to date someone. So don't compromise. There are hundreds, literally hundreds of couples out there who are looking yep. for hundreds. someone like you yep and y- they might not be I right next door to you to say thousands. yeah i, I mean, would too yeah yes. yeah go on tinder go on all the dating apps you're looking for a couple your your inbox field you're gonna it's gonna blow up so. it's gonna blow up it really is and it's yep. gonna be completely okay so i completely agree with what everybody else was saying let's go with the secret third option of yep. um drop them all like they're hot even even though they are you know yeah. just uh you deserve to have your needs met yeah. you do 
Yes. And that is number one. As a unicorn, like, girl, it's about you. You you get to decide. And you get to make sure that the couple is the right fit for you in all of the ways. Yep, absolutely. So that was a good question. Um, thank you, uh, listener who called in. The hot piece of ass listener that apparently <laughs> uh, I wrote in. What did I say? Called in? I'm like, no, I, we're I on a radio saying show. I that too. Yeah, no one's calling us. <laughs> Can you tell how old we all are? Like, yeah. All, like, right, drinking right. and thinking about yeah. radio shows. Yeah. Um, but yes, please keep writing in, you guys. Keep letting us know what y'all want to hear about. Uh, keep asking us your questions because we're going to answer them. This has been another riveting segment of Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving us another good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all. So we will hear from Chelsea again. We're going to, uh, you know, split her. Yes, we will. Yeah. We'll just split the rest we'll, of her interview up in the we'll next couple episodes. We'll hear from the rest of this uh, interview that we did. Yes. And most likely down the road, have another interview. Yeah. There's she's, a lot of content we didn't even She's very interesting. The uh, surface. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So again, thanks for tuning in. Um, you can find us on um, Facebook, Unicorns, Dragons, and A-N-D, Polly. Um, oh my, that's our Facebook group. Also, um, unicorns, dragons, and poly at gmail.com. That's also our um, Instagram handle. And uh, yeah, so we'll talk to you also guys. Also, remember, everyone, there is a Google Doc on yeah on Facebook that we put up that you can ask easy questions. Way, yeah, Absolutely, easy you can always just... and you can always message us. Obviously, if you have specific We're questions, trying to make it easy. Also, if you can think of an easier way, message yeah, us. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just probably post it again. But either way, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in and be kind to all kinds, people.